you stay where you are comfortable, you're never going to grow and you're always, you're going to stay the same. And that's the worst thing you can do is just not grow and stay the same. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. One last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor. Share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. We are finally back on track, I think. Uh, three episodes last week, but back on track. Sorry for the delay and like the random episodes. I was trying to, without Wi-Fi, and just dealt with a lot of different things that I was going on. But um, we're back on track. I have a guest for the first time this year, actually. You are the first guest of the year. Uh, I haven't had a guest since december uh all of january episodes and so far in february have been just me but ellie smith welcome to the roughnecks podcast for episode thanks for having me yeah thanks for having me yeah we're uh getting snowed in are you in ohio right now no i'm actually i'm back home in michigan um you guys probably got even more snow than us then no we got a little bit less but i just figured like if we're gonna get a bunch of snow i was either gonna be locked in my house all by myself or I'd go home and hang out with the fam. So I came back on Tuesday night, just kind of beat the snow and have been hanging out about to go ice fishing later. So I was going to say, did you guys get the ice that we got here? We didn't get the ice. No, we got, we got a lot of snow, a little bit of ice, but uh, no, not, not the ice like you guys got. Yeah. Cause I think it was what Wednesday. It literally rained all day. Uh, I was at work and we're like tomorrow is going to be miserable because it's supposed to get cold and it's been nothing but ice and then all last night it snowed and now we just got snow on top of the ice so it's just wonderful right yeah that's what I've been hearing um so I like to kick off every episode by allowing the guests to give a background on themselves so tell the Roughnecks listeners who you are just kind of the basic rundown of who Ellie is yeah so my name is Ellie Smith I'm from uh, Fowlerville Michigan which is uh, just about 25 minutes east of East Lansing. Um, I played basketball throughout my whole life. Um, that was kind of my deal growing up. And then uh, I ended up going to play basketball at Cleveland State University. Um, I just, this is my first year not playing. Um, I am a, I'm a, by age, I'm a junior in college, but I'll be graduating uh, in August uh, with a finance degree. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited to get, get into the real world a little bit. Don't be too excited. Trust me. It's not that great. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just graduated <laughs> in May and it's nice and all. And then it also sucks at the exact right. same time, but right. I got you. So I got to ask first off, you know, coming from Michigan to Ohio, me and you have actually talked about this, but I had to bring it up on the podcast. You know, 
there's always that Michigan Ohio hatred. But you're right. you almost hate that Michigan side of things too, don't you? Oh yeah, I'm. I so I grew up right next to Michigan State, so I'm a huge Mich- or I grew up a really big Michigan State fan. So the kind the kind of bridge between uh, me and the Ohio people is you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So I mean that's kind of the middle ground I catch with all the Ohio people. Yeah, it's uh, it it's definitely a weird thing that like people don't understand if they don't come from Ohio or Michigan. Like when you come right. from Ohio and somebody is like says Michigan, like you have people that will refuse that word in their house or whatever. Like I'm not that extreme. Like right. I don't, I mean, it's, it's a game. It is an awesome game, but it's not that big of a deal. Like I'm not the one actually playing in it or anything, but right. like, it is, it is a crazy how people handle it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's the real deal, man. And especially those rivalry weekends, like, Michigan was just playing Michigan State in basketball. I think it was last weekend, and I was just out watching it with, you know, my friends, and my boyfriend's actually from Ohio, so he's kind of, like, in a weird – we're all Michigan State fans for the most part, so he's like, I don't really know how to act. But, uh, yeah, it's – it's it's yeah, it's crazy, just especially those weeks when they're playing each other, especially football. It's – yeah, it's there's nothing really like it around here. It it is a uh, it's it's funny like coming from the Ohio perspective you almost look at it like I can root for Michigan State easier than I can root for Michigan I don't know right. why but for some reason I can root for Michigan State a lot easier than Michigan right yeah that's that's pretty common but you're uh one of the main things that I wanted to talk to you today about was you, you're an outdoor person yourself aren't you oh absolutely yeah you just you just said you were going ice fishing here later or something like that yeah uh, yeah we me and you have talked before about because you just recently kind of started getting into the hunting side of things because you never had the time for it per se correct right right. so I grew up fishing my whole life um big bass fishing um walleye uh you know just pretty much just bass and walleye is my thing um but I never really had the time to hunt because I was just I was in the basketball thing growing up like so immersed in it and I mean, it's, I wouldn't trade it because it ended up pretty well. I ended up, you know, getting my school paid for. Um, but the past couple of years, so like with COVID last year, we got sent home from school for COVID outbreaks, whatever. So I got time home and I got to get in the woods for the first time last year. Um, and last year was kind of just like dipping my toe in it a little bit, figuring it out. Um, I mainly just, I haven't really gone hunted that much, but I'm more into like crossbows, but. Um, anyways, this year I went out a lot more, um, since I wasn't really playing anymore. So I got, got my first buck, uh, on Halloween, which was, which was really cool. So yeah, good time just, yeah, yeah, right. That late October. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. Um, it's kind of one thing, like now that I'm not playing basketball, I've, my eyes have been open to so many other things, you know, I, I wish I could keep playing, but at the same time, there's so much positive that's came out of it that, you know, it's just God's plan. So exactly. It's almost time for that. Like you never know exactly what to expect, but it's that next chapter of life. And sometimes it sucks at the same, like it sucks, but it's what's needed at the same time. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah. Growing up, like I really, I didn't have that much balance in my life as, uh, you know, middle school, high school. And no, I think that's a that's the case for a lot of kids too that are really into sports. But it was just basketball, 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 and I just really wasn't into anything else. And then once I got hurt, 
it was like okay not only just like activities I like to do but just like career-wise I've been able to like figure out things I want to do next and there's there's been a lot a lot of good that's came out of it so I'm you know I'm just I'm just going with going with the flow yeah exactly and you, you talked about you know you've figured out career-wise because now I look back I didn't even really think about it but I look back when I was in college and like I became so immersed in football that I almost forgot like it's not that I forgot about school but I was like what am I doing after school because I just like would think about the sport and wouldn't think about like the next chapter because I like I knew after college football was done I was not going to go to the professional and be that level but I was also like I never really actually sat down and thought like what am I doing next right absolutely and uh, I think with me being hurt because I mean I've I blew up my knee three straight years in a row. So, I mean, after like the second time I was like last year, I was kind of started to think like, okay, like I have a lot of time think like, cause we couldn't really do anything during when COVID was big last year. So I was just sitting in my house thinking like, you know, like what am I doing with my time? So like, that was a really, that was a blessing for me just to kind of, you know, take that step past sports, like thinking past sports, which not a lot of student athletes get to do um which you know it's that's a blessing in itself so I want to I want to go back to the outdoors thing for a second before we get too far into this other stuff but we talked about fishing and I was gonna ask you what your favorite thing to fish for but you already answered that and one of the things that I think is underrated about Michigan itself is the amount of lakes that you guys have and places like the great fishing that you guys have there oh absolutely yeah so there's my family we actually have a cabin um in northern michigan just south of houghton lake um not soup not super far up north like not quite to the up but um yeah the, the fishing's just unreal especially northern michigan it's there's just you know whatever you want to fish for there's there's something around you you can't drive five miles without going past the lake so um but yeah i've basically done most of my fishing at the lake that uh my parents have a cabin on um, big bass, walleye, perch, panfish, all that good stuff. So I haven't really done much fishing in the Great Lakes. Like I've been on a salmon charter when I was like 10, but that's, it's mainly just like the inland lakes that I've been, I've been, uh, exploring. And this is actually my first year ice fishing, kind of the same reason that I haven't been able to hunt in the past. Um, I haven't really ice fished at all until this year. So it's been, that's a whole other thing I've been learning. It's a lot different. It's crazy how, you know, hunting, fishing, all of this stuff. And like, when you first get into it, you're like, yeah, but then it becomes such an addiction. I feel like because oh, yeah. the same way with, as you, I didn't have the time I was playing basketball in high school and like all growing up. And then I also had football in college. So I never had time to like come home and hunt or like really do much hunting. I got usually one weekend a year and that was most, the, the most time I got, but then my senior year was the COVID year. So like I had we didn't have a season in the fall. We had a season in the spring, but we didn't have a season in the fall, had nothing on a weekend. So every single weekend from college, I would drive home my senior year and hunt. And I'd drive home at Friday after my last class or after lifting or whatever it was, get up Saturday morning, hunt, hunt Saturday evening, hunt Sunday morning, hunt Sunday evening, drive back to campus, do the same thing every single week. There may right. have been a couple of times I may have actually skipped class on Friday, but um, we won't yeah, talk. Yeah, hey, <laughs> who doesn't, right? <laughs> Well, I actually, I remember I got a text from my, one of my buddy who's, he's a real big hunter and, you know, he shoots nice deer every year. And he, he texts me and he goes, Hey, if you can get out Friday, you need to go out. And I was like, 
of class like 11 he goes you need to get out and i'm like all right i'll just skip class whatever right. drove home hunted friday yeah. morning ended up shooting an eight point that walked in but it was a bad nice. shot it, it, you have it when you hunt it was a bad shot right. I pushed the shot it was the first time i've ever actually shot at a buck so i was real nervous oh, gotcha. <laughs> and it was compound bow so it was just a lot oh, of okay. factors that came into it but then but it's crazy how like it becomes such an addiction like i was driving home every weekend just to hunt just to sit in a tree not even knowing if i'd see a single thing right yeah that's that's kind of the thing i've been uh when i started hunting last year really it's this has been like my first real season hunting and you know you like you go out and you're sitting in the stand and you know you're like this is great like i'm outside like whatever and then it's a whole other game like when you actually get a deer mm -hmm. so like you know you i hit the one I actually hit a doe a couple of weeks earlier. I got it in the shoulder blade and I never tracked it for two and a half hours. Never had a nice blood trail for two and a half hours. Didn't find it. A couple of weeks later, I get my buck and it, it went a little ways. It probably went 30, 40 yards, but uh, tracked it. But we are so far from the barn that I called my buddy and I was like, hey, I just got this buck. Uh, you want to come help me drag this thing? So we he was there in like five minutes and we dragged it, hung it, uh, you know, and then the whole processing thing, you know, there's just a whole other, whole other side to hunting that you don't really get to experience until you've actually gotten a deer. Um, so it, makes, it was actually, it was still this year I, I got the full also experience. also makes you appreciate it too. Like it, it oh, makes yeah. cause I, you know, people hunting is, gets a bad name sometimes, but I feel like that makes like when you go through the whole process of harvesting a deer, or any animal really like it makes you truly appreciate what you do it's not like people are like oh how can you just go kill an animal like first off there is a major over deer population that people do not realize and absolutely yeah at least like people like us like we use the meat it's not like we just like shoot it and let it lie like we're, we're using right. it to like feed like to eat and it, there's a good side of it and it makes like going through the whole process definitely makes you appreciate it so much more and then going through that and then like once you now that you've harvested one and i'm sure you felt it even on the first one if you make a bad shot even if that deer dies you hate it you want to make it as, right. as quick and painless as possible for them like you feel so bad if that's what i don't think people understand they're like oh you don't care like no we do feel bad if it's not quick and painful or quick and painless right. or like we right find the deer right absolutely yeah it's it's definitely like if you're hunting right it's a big respect thing like that if you don't respect the animal you probably shouldn't be hunting exactly. um it's it's you know and like i look at it as you know god put animals on this earth for us to hunt and harvest and that's you know what we're going to do and you know we're not going to torture animals we're not going to we're just going to go d do as god intended and you know that's just how it is but mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's a amazing experience for sure a hundred percent. So let's talk about the athletic side of things a little bit. Um, I want to talk to you originally. Why did you choose Cleveland state? First off is what I want to ask. So, um, growing up, uh, let's see my, I started, I got my first offer my freshman year from St. Bonaventure. Um, then it was kind of a little slow after that. Um, and then like the D twos started rolling in like pretty much every D2 in the state was like, if you're interested, just like give us a call. But then like the D1 started coming in. Like I talked to uh, Central Michigan, um, Youngstown State, uh, let's see, Albany, um, 
that, those were kind of like the last ones. NJIT out in New Jersey. Um, and actually what happened was I was um, – and then Cleveland State obviously was in that mix. Um, and then I was kind of undecided for a while. And then actually Youngstown State really started to, uh, you know, kind of be the, the lead, my favorite. And uh, a couple days actually before I was going to verbal to them, uh, I broke my ankle in a high school scrimmage. It was stupid. I probably shouldn't have even been playing. Um, so then most of my offers went away, um, except Cleveland State was still talking to me, which was a really big, a really, you know, big green flag for me is that they still were interested in me and they just didn't like leave me out to dry pretty much like everybody else. Um, and, you know, I talked to them, still didn't have an offer from them, but was, you know, in good talks. Um, I saw that once kind of all my offers started to go away, I saw that they had an elite camp. I think it was the next weekend so I went to the elite camp the next weekend did really well and kind of built that relationship uh past that got an offer a couple weeks later actually in the air I got offered by Cleveland State in the airport going to New Jersey for an official visit um which was kind of funny because he my head coach heard that I was getting on a plane to go to an official visit and he called me as I was going through security which is kind of a funny story but uh it was uh and once I, once I got that offer, it was so close to home and, you know, they stuck with, they, you know, maintained consistent through the whole recruiting process and the girls were great. And it was just, it really felt like a good fit. Yeah. How I was going to ask, how far away from home is that for you? It's ex- like exactly three hours and it's, like it's a really easy drive too. I'm, I come home all the time. I was going to say, I feel like it makes it nice. Cause that's, <clears throat> I was a little closer. I was 45 minutes away from home, but I also looked at it. I feel like it's somewhat the same for you. Like I can be home if I need to be, but right. I'm also away from home that I'm not at home anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how it was. And um, honestly, like when I was making my decision, like I really wish I just, you know, I had an option like super close to home. Cause like, I, I love it where I live. And if you would have told me I'd be living in downtown Cleveland, Ohio, my senior year of high school, if you would have told me that I probably would look at you funny. Um, but you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's all, it's worked out for the best for sure. Cleveland's definitely interesting. Like that's uh, needless to say, Cleveland is interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a place. Let me tell you, that's that there was some definite, definite culture shock, uh, <laughs> going to Cleveland, uh, when I, especially when I first got there, sometimes I'm still down there and I see things and I'm like, yeah, that's crazy, but, <laughs> but yeah, I can go on and on. But. Well, give me the craziest thing that you think you've seen in Cleveland. Well, uh, so I have a house. I bought a house down there last year, last September and yeah, September, 2020. So then the following spring I was sitting on my porch, uh, doing homework on the computer, which is weird. Cause like, I've never sat on my porch and do homework, but for some reason I decided that day. And all of a sudden, seven like black SUVs pull up to my neighbor's house and like guns aimed, like and raided my neighbor's house, like full FBI. Like it was probably 20, 30 police officers going into the house. And it was apparently it wasn't my neighbors that was that were doing anything wrong. They actually had squatters in their house. So it was one of those situations. But, yeah, I was just sitting there and like all of a sudden there's a bunch of FBI agents 
aiming automatic weapons at this house, going in, busting down the door. It was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. As you're sitting there, like, I'm just trying to do homework. I don't, yeah, like, I, I didn't even know what to do. Like, I got a pretty cool video of it, but it was, <laughs> yeah, I was like sitting there. It was, that was like the craziest thing I probably have ever seen. So, you've dealt with a lot of injuries, and that's something that we've brought up on this podcast, like, with many guests. A lot of my guests have dealt with injuries. How many injuries have you gone through? Um, well, like, high school. I had a couple, like, high school, like, my freshman year, I, like, broke my toe for some, I don't know how I did it, but I did, and I played my whole freshman season on it, and then, like, I've always had, like, you know, aches and pains that always happen, um, and then I broke my ankle my, the summer going into my senior year of high school, which I completely recovered from, it wasn't a big deal, but uh, my freshman year of college, I got there, we, you know, we have workouts all summer, so I got there in June, um of my yeah June of 2019 I got to Cleveland and two weeks later so like the 4th of July weekend I tore my patellar tendon um you know after like two weeks of practice which is great and then uh I kind of rehabbed it right there yeah right so and it wasn't a full tear so I re they were like okay you can probably just rehab it for a few months and you'll be ready to rock but uh that's not how it went and I ended up getting uh injections and like just you know throwing the kitchen sink at it basically before surgery but uh they you know was decided that surgery is probably the move since it wasn't getting any better and uh I was actually supposed to get surgery a lot earlier than I did I was supposed to get it in November but I ended up getting like a really bad case in mono uh early October that like I didn't really recover from until like start of December so that pushed my surgery back and kind of wiped out my whole season um and then of course COVID hit in 2020 and March of 2020 is actually when I was like gonna be cleared from my surgery so I you know I was doing rehab at home you know because you know we were all stuck at home so I was just you know doing things and my trainer was sending me and then um I actually I know a lot of girls in the area that have went and played college basketball. So we, since we were all home, it was weird. Like we were all home during the summer. So like we started playing pickup, um, you know, at a local park with really nice courts and we'd play two or three times a week. And, you know, I was feeling really good. Like I felt like myself again for the first time in forever. And then when we got back to campus, uh, then like late August, early September of 2020, a couple of weeks later, I, blew it out again and then uh that kind of wiped out that season and then I basically did the same thing last yeah last September yeah September August maybe um so yeah I pretty much did the same same injury tore it again and then basically the doc the doctor was like yeah you're probably not going to be able to play again and if you do you're going to only be able to play practice like twice a week you probably won't ever just be able to see game time and then so that's when I got medically DQ'd um, which basically means like I still I'm still on scholarship I'm still uh, you know I still go to school there I'm just not with the team anymore for medical reasons that how did you handle that because I'm sure that wasn't something that's easy and like how did you handle going through all those injuries and you know and then eventually being told hey you're pretty much done 
Right. Yeah. So at first it was, it was really hard. So my, my freshman year of college, like a lot of people's freshman year of college was shitty. It was oh, bad. Well, yes. Everyone. Yeah, like that's... I, I pretty, pretty, I haven't heard the story of anyone that said my freshman year of college was so much, it was it's from a student athlete perspective. My freshman, my freshman year of college was so much, it really never is, but um, yeah. So my, my freshman year, that was really hard. Cause like I said, like in high school, basketball was like, all I cared about I was that was just that was my thing um so I really I grew up a lot my freshman year of college for sure um kind of started you know giving me that perspective like if you put all your eggs in in the same basket with this game it's you know it's it's probably not going to end up well for you because everyone is told at some point that they can't play anymore so that was my freshman year it kind of helped me a lot and then the next year when you know it was corona time and it was just it wasn't like a real season like it was just such a botched season like games were getting canceled left and right kind of similar to how this year is um you know it and I wasn't playing which like it still sucked that I wasn't playing but like it made it a little easier that like you know it wasn't the same like my family wasn't going to be able to come see me play anyways um and then at the same time that's like kind of when I started looking past basketball and seeing like you know it's bright the grass is green definitely greener on the other side so you know I just started you know learning as much as I can about what I want to do and you know getting a head start on all of that so you know there's you know there's it, it was hard not to play but I definitely saw the silver lining it's so cliche and people might give me crap for it and they have gave me crap for it but I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason it is the most cliche saying but like everything that happens to us like it changes or it affects who we are and helps us good or bad well good or bad if it's bad we could let it hurt us but like everything's there for a learning lesson good and bad it doesn't matter what it is everything's a learning lesson and like this may have been just that sign like, Hey, it's time to focus on the career side of things more. And like, trust me, I, I like I already said, I wish I would have looked at my career side of things because now I have a degree that I don't even use. That right, I have yeah. to use. And I'm like, I look at it like what I could have like at least put my degree towards something that like I would have used more. But I, I also didn't know what I was going to do after college because I never actually took the time to sit down and figure out what I plan to do. I was just like, well, I have this degree. It should help me. And but so you're on a good track already of actually figuring out what you want to do. And I think taking a step away from the student athlete side of things, the athletic side of things, because we can get so consumed in the athletic side of things that we forget about the student side of things. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's been, you know, it's hard. Like, you know, I'll I'll be at games or whatever and like I'll, I'll be sitting there and I'm like a big part of me wishes I was out there. But you know, then I walk out of the arena and I go home and I think about it and it's like, you know what, there's, I have a lot, I have a lot ahead of me. Um, so, you know, you can't, can't dwell on the past. I have so much, you know, so much ahead that, you know, it's, it's a waste to be upset at what's already happened. I like the one thing you re- you said right there that you said, can't dwell on the past. That's right. a big thing that is that everyone needs to remember because I feel like so many of us, we all do it at some point. Some of us continue to do it too, is we get stuck on the past. We get stuck on things that happen or we hang on to, you know, things too long and let it affect our future. When if we would have let go, like we should have earlier, it, we would have like, it helps advance where we're going. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You're spot on with that for sure. I do have to ask, I saw it on your Instagram, the Miles Garrett 
comment was that a miles garrett comment it was was it your friend that posted it and then commented on that or uh, tell me the story behind yeah so uh so my uh my teammate izzy and i we uh you know we're you know we're i mean we like to lift like we're pretty strong kids like whatever and you know everyone always like we'd walk into practice and everyone you know makes comments about you know like how strong we are whatever so someone told us like take a picture you know like of us flexing on media day, whatever. And uh, so like we do it and then I'm like, I'm looking and I'm like, we're talking about that that whole circumstance where like Miles Garrett didn't wear sleeves for a game then got, like got drug tested. And we were just laughing about it in the locker room. And like, I made the picture of like with the tweet in the corner and like, I put it on our picture and like, I sent it to Izzy and Izzy posted it because like Izzy has a lot more followers than I do. I was like, you should do it, you know? So she posted it and tagged Miles Garrett, and then Miles Garrett actually like commented on it and then and liked it, and it was we were freaking out because like Miles Garrett's definitely my favorite player on the Browns, and uh, so it was it was and Izzy's a huge Browns fan, so it was just we were run, like running around the locker room freaking out. It was it was a fun time. I saw it and I had to bring it up because of the fact that I've actually the guy that creates Miles Garrett's videos currently. He, I went to college with him and he's been on this podcast twice and he's like, oh, I awesome. had to bring it up. So, cause of the fact of Carter, Carter Franklin, he actually works for the NFL now and works with miles, but it, he's an awesome dude. And it, it's just funny that miles Garrett and I mean, it's miles Garrett's. If you get a comment from miles Garrett, like, I feel like for anybody like that to actually comment on your picture, like right. you actually were yeah. like, it means something. And the fact that you guys were wearing the Cleveland state uniforms probably definitely. Yeah. Helped it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was funny. You know, it's like, it's just a silly little thing, but like we had a lot of fun with it, which is really cool. Like, and the whenever like, I'm watching mean a lot to us though, that's what's weird. Right. Yeah. So like whenever I'm at like with my parents or whatever, and we're watching football and like miles Garrett comes on and, my mom will be like hey there's your friend or like hey you know him it's just you know it's just a funny little thing but but yeah it was pretty cool we were we were pretty excited yeah I do that same thing where I've had you know people who are now in the NFL I've had Carter and I like I'll see him on TV and I'm like hey I know them yeah yeah I, I talk to them right. one time you know not a yeah. big deal but uh something that we have a not a mutual connection, but something that I relate to in a way. You're a yee athlete, or were a yee athlete. Yeah, retired right? now, but yeah. <laughs> so how did that actually come about? Because I know, like, once the NIL thing went into play, but who contacted who and how? I didn't even know how the yee thing worked or how any of that stuff worked exactly. Yeah, so everybody – so, like, when that NIL thing dropped, like, it was, like – like barstool athlete was like the big deal at first which is cool like I like barstool like it's whatever but like everyone was doing that one and like I just wasn't like really super interested like it's whatever it's cool but and I wasn't like I hadn't played college basketball like so I like I've, I've played two minutes and 32 seconds my whole career like I'm not trying to get some like big whatever and uh but I like saw like I follow ye on Instagram or whatever and I like I follow them and they were doing like this like ye athletes thing so like I followed that account and like I'm at the gym or something and like all of a sudden I see like ye ye what apparel like DM'd you or ye athletes DM'd you and it had like the blue check on it so like it was because when I first read it I was like okay it's probably just like people Some make those accounts all the time <laughs> right but it like had the blue check on it and I was like holy shit so like I 
I uh, I open it and they're like, yeah, we're doing like this ye athletes thing, like fill this out and like you get whatever the promo code or whatever it was. Like if you order gear and like if other people use your use your code, you get some kickback to it. But yeah, it was just it was just a cool thing. I mean, I, it's not like you make crazy money off of it or you get you know you get Granger Smith's phone number or anything. But like you know, it's just it's just a fun little thing. That's what I've, I understand that because I look at, you know, I try to get sometimes I'm starting to work on that. Like almost it's basically an affiliate program. That's all they're doing. Right. Absolutely. They look at it as it helps them, but it helps us more. And like, I've tried to get a few people and they're like, yeah, maybe, but I'm like, all right, I I know this is going to take, it takes a while to get into it, but like a big brand like that, it's also just cool that they messaged you. It makes you like, you're like, oh damn, this is kind of cool. Cause I've actually had, four guys on this podcast uh granger's manager his bus drivers and hayden who probably was the one who messaged you to be honest but yeah it's it's uh it it is i feel like it was just an awesome feeling to have like somebody even though you barely played or anything but like just somebody appreciate it right yeah yeah it was cool um i thought it was different too because like you know it's a you know outdoors brand for you know Mm-hmm. so and like i, I said like, like the barstool, you very well right right like that's my thing you know and um you know there's not a lot of people like that w- was on my team that you know likes that kind of stuff so i was it was kind of unique in that way um but yeah i mean it's it was a cool thing like it definitely it's definitely a good marketing tactic on their end you know like get these kids to say they're a athlete and you know get they share your shit everywhere and like you know but it's cool for the athlete too like that you know, you're connected to them and it's a, a great, great Christian brand. And, you know, I'm, I was happy to, happy to be a part of it for the time. Exactly. So I want to ask this question before we go into the break, but the one question I got real quick is what is your favorite basketball memory of all time? Favorite basketball memory of all time. That's probably my junior either. So I kind of have two because they're kind of, you can have kind of on the same I'll level. Accept two. All right. So probably uh, my junior year, we, so I'm from a town that doesn't really have a historic basketball program. Um, And we actually won our district against um, our rival that we're, that was predicted to beat us by 20. We ended up beating them by 20. And it was like the first trophy of any kind that our basketball program had gotten in like 18 years. And it was like a huge upset and like our whole town was in the gym and it was just, it was just a really cool really cool experience um you know and like most of my friends are that I play basketball with were a year older than me and it was my junior year their senior year it's like we were all there for it um and then like the other one is probably when my AU team won uh the Nike tournament in Atlanta um and it was our last ever tournament together and we've been playing together since we were sixth grade so it's pretty cool to go out and win the win the Nike tournament in Atlanta for our last game together so that was probably they're probably on the same level those are both good ones and we're going to go into the break real quick and then i have a few more questions before we get into the best segment of the podcast today's episode is brought to you by roughneckspodcast.com if you want to support the podcast then head over to roughneckspodcast.com and grab you some of that roughnecks merch We have everything from t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, hats, and many more. 
Stay up to date on the website for new merch coming every couple months. You can place an order and it'll get sent directly to your door. And I don't even take any of the money from it. The money gets put right back into the podcast to continue to improve it for you. If you can't afford to buy some merch this time, then simply just subscribe to the newsletter and it'll keep you up to date on all the new things that are coming. I appreciate all of the support you guys give. It doesn't go unnoticed. Let's get back to today's episode. All right, we're back. And the one, I don't know how I didn't even think of it because, like, I played it myself, but AAU, I, I don't even know how I didn't even think to ask you questions about yeah. AAU. You talked about you, you guys played for how long together? So we played sixth, sixth and seventh grade. And then eighth and ninth grade, we kind of went on our own ways because our, uh, our coach had an older son that was really good and he had to coach him until he was graduated. But then we came back together our last two years. Um, and yeah, we, so we played for four out of the last six years at AU together. Um, but yeah, we're super close team. Honestly, a, I have a lot better, I have a lot better AU experience than high school experience. Let's just say that. But, uh, I think there's too yeah. much politics inside of things like, you know, oh, yeah. parents get involved so much in high school and everybody knows everybody and right. the AU, yeah. it's like, you know, listen, you're, you got to either be good or you're not and it, right. no in between. And you can only have a certain amount of, is it, I don't, I'm assuming it's the same in Michigan. You can only have a certain amount of players from the same school on one team for AU. I think that's a rule. Um, I've never had, like really ran into that issue, but I do think think it might be. Because I know in yeah, Ohio, at least, I believe you're fine up until high school. Once you hit high school level, you have to like it, two players max from each uh, high school. So basically, you can't have like a high school team playing AAU all like they're playing year round. But right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So who did you play for, if you don't mind me asking? So I played for Michigan Triple Threat. Um, we were actually, it was kind of cool because we were all Lansing kids. Like not, none of us lived in Lansing, but just like the outskirts of Lansing. Yeah, yeah, we're all area kids, which at the level we were playing is pretty rare because like a lot of times at that point we're playing like EYBL teams that pick kids from a bunch of different states. And not that we always beat all those EYBL teams, but, you know, we beat a good amount of them and hung with the ones we didn't beat. Um, when we were just, we were just a fucking awesome squad. Like the girls on it were just, it was, it was very, it was not very typical, of, you know, what you'd expect out of AU. Cause a lot of times AU is, you know, you're, you're always hopping around trying to find a different team and it can kind of get really slimy. Um, but like all the parents were friends, all the kids were friends. We, you know, it was party at the hotel after games and it was, you know, all hanging out together uh, in between games. There was no drama. It was just like our coach, basically. He, I mean, he was a great coach. He's probably my favorite coach I've had. And, uh, but he, you know, we all knew what we were doing. We got down to business. Um, so he kind of just gave us the reins for the most of it. And we just played ball. There was no, no one, no one had any, you know, outside motives. It was just playing ball, having fun. And, you know, we were all good. So it was it was just a really really good experience. Yeah, I can agree. Look, my AAU times because when I before I fell in love with football, because I didn't really fall in love with football until my 
sophomore year of high school because that's when I got to play varsity football on a Friday night. And I was like, Oh, I kind of like this, but basketball was my sport. Like I used to spend all day, like every single weekend, like down, my parents used to hate it, but I used to go down in the basement and dribble for hours on end. And they, like my mom told me, she goes, you could hear like over time, you gradually got better at it. (laughs) And I was like, well, at least that's, (laughs) at least I got better at it. But she was like, yeah, you like, and like, it was my sport, but AAU was some of the most fun that I ever had playing basketball because like, I feel like, you know, you don't have the school drama for say, like you're not bringing all that out. And it's just like, you know what? Hey, we're friends. We're here to do the same thing. And it was just like, like, I feel like everybody was way more loose in AAU compared to like school ball, not saying that school ball or AAU is better, whatever one, but right. I, just, it totally I, depends I think I had more experience. fun. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. For I sure. had different yeah, experiences. It, I went through two different head coaches. Yeah. Two different head coaches in high school. And like, I had a different experience with both of them. So like, it depends right. a lot on the coach and, but like you, you have different experiences in high school depending on where you play who you play for things like that oh yeah absolutely yeah and uh you know I had a lot of great time great moments in high school too because I you know I still the girls I not all of them but a lot of the girls I play with you know are still my best friends you know from my school and uh you know there's a lot of good that came out of it but like I'm glad it's done (laughs) but uh it was, you know, it wasn't all bad. There's, you know, it's a small town. So there's, there's, you know, the small town shit that, you know, everybody has to deal with, um, you know, and AU was my, was my escape from that because there's no bullshit. It was just, you know, we all knew we were all good. All of us had either went and played college basketball or had the choice to. And uh, it was just, you know, it was like you said, it was loose. We were just playing ball. It, you know, it was like, there's no like all these plays you have to remember and we're going to run this play and you have to like run applesauce, no run banana. Like it's just, it's not none of that shit. It's just, you know, go play ball. You guys are good basketball players. And that's what we did. And we tore it up for years, which was so much fun. Just traveling the country and, you know, finding the best competition and, you know, giving it to them. So it was, it was awesome. See, I didn't travel like you. I didn't cause I, the last year I played AU was my eighth grade year. I played in sixth grade, then played in eighth grade. And then football happened, so I started focusing on that. But how, where, like, how much did you travel? Because you guys made a lot more traveling. So, like, what else did you guys go play out of state a lot, or was it a lot of in-state stuff, and then here and there some out-of-state stuff? Yeah. So, like, early. So there's like a recruiting period in July that um, we definitely go out of state for. Um, but early, so like after high school season ended couple months about a month after that we'd play some like local tournaments like tune-up tournaments just like in Lansing or Grand Rapids maybe just something local but then when it was the uh, recruiting period like we'd be on the road for 10-12 days hopping a tournament to tournament so I think the last I think I, I could have this wrong but I'm pretty sure we went from Chicago to Indianapolis to Atlanta think that was last year I could have that totally wrong but I've hit those spots you know at some point um but yeah the big hot spots that we went was Atlanta Chicago we went to Chicago a lot um Toledo um Indianapolis I was gonna say Indy I know is a big one yeah we have a bunch of especially with the convention center there in down right. Indianapolis right and uh Washington DC we went Fort Wayne 
Um, I think where that's was your favorite place that you played? If you, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or your favorite from your favorite memory or whatever? Because I feel like favorite favorite place that I've played. That's a good question. Um, Chicago was cool because like they'd set up uh, uh, like the basketball courts in the in like ballrooms. So like the you'd walk in and like the light that was shining on the court was like a chandelier with diamonds on it and like you're playing basketball and you're like holy shit like this is ridiculous but that yeah, that was that was a really cool cool thing um favorite like actual place though i mean it wasn't aau but i went to uh duke's elite camp mm. uh my sophomore year and it was pretty cool and like that's like right when i started to first like kind of get like my jump of athletic ability so I was like I was always like I was I got to like grab the rim at Cameron Indoor which is probably one of my biggest biggest memories from that time I'm gonna say it but uh go Tar Heels and that's okay yeah you know it I'm pretty impartial on the whole thing it was just so it was cool to play at Cameron oh that'd be an awesome Um, experience yeah it was it was so cool so that's probably the best favorite place I've ever played was probably Cameron last question I got is um biggest piece of advice you could give to somebody who wants to go play college basketball uh there's gonna be a lot of there's a lot of sacrifice um you know especially basketball the you know the big the big recruiting things are in the summer so you're gonna have you know there's a lot less summer vacation um and you know i mean a lot there's gonna be people that have you know they pass the eye test more than you like i wasn't I run funny and I kind of, I'm not proportional. So I never passed that eye test. So I had to overcome that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's always going to people be more athletic than you that, you know, are better than you. Um, but you know, it just knows the grindstone and just, you, you got to grind at it. Cause it's, it really is up to you. Um, I truly believe that any, pretty much anybody can do it. It's, it's really just up to how, how it's cliche, but it's really just up to how, how bad you want it. Exactly. And I think that is a great way to lead us into this segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I allow the guests to give the Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on Monday morning. So what does Ellie have for Motivation Monday? So I don't know if this is an actual Joe Rogan quote, but I'd heard it on his podcast. I'm a big Joe Joe Rogan fan. It's uh, hard times make strong men, strong men make easy times, and easy times make weak men. And I think that's, that's probably one of the best things you know, I've, I've ever heard is, you know, it's, you're not going to become stronger. And if you're not outside your comfort zone and uh, you know, if you stay, if you stay where you are comfortable, you're, you're never going to grow and you're always, you're going to stay the same. And that's the worst thing you can do is just not, not grow and stay the same. Exactly. I like that you brought, I I think I'm pretty sure it, I don't know if it is actually a Joe Rogan, but I've posted it, it Joe Rogan saying it on my Instagram, the Roughnecks Instagram. So yeah. that's where I originally heard it too. And it is a great quote. Like it's something that I've actually kept. I've actually thought about making an episode about it, but it's something that like, it is very true. And you said like, you got to get 
be okay with being uncomfortable essentially is what you were saying. Like you, you got to get out of your comfort zone. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. If you do not get out of your comfort zone, you will never grow. And like, I have a lot of things personally right now that I'm like, you know, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. I'm comfortable with where I'm at. And then like, all of a sudden I'm like, no, wait, you gotta, you gotta take a step out of this. And otherwise you're going to be stuck in the same thing. If you want to continue to grow, if you want to continue to be better, you have to like step out of that comfort zone and overcome that uncomfortable situation because eventually it's going to become comfortable and then you're going to have to find something else to step out of the comfort zone of. Absolutely. For sure. But I think that's a, that's a good way to wrap up this episode. Thank you, Ellie, so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people follow you on social media if you want them to? Um, so my Instagram is at Ellie Smith 11 and my Twitter is at Ellie Smith 24. But with that, that's a wrap on the 70 fifth episode of the roughnecks podcast i cannot believe that we are 75 episodes into this podcast three quarters of the way to 100 still got to figure out something cool to do for episode 100 fast friday will be this friday fast friday number two tell me what you guys thought of fast friday number one and two or whatever but um i know i said any episode ending in six would consist of friday beers a new uh thing that we're going to implement but that will not start until episode 86. I still have a few things that I need to figure out and finish up with that. Uh, start sending your questions in for Q&A Friday because episode 80 is coming up. Start sending those questions over to roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Actually, Ellie, I'm putting you on the spot. I forgot to tell you about this, but I ask all of my guests now. So we have Q&A Friday every 10 episodes where me and a guest uh, will sit here and answer questions from the fans. And now I'm asking all of my guests to submit one question for the for that episode so what question do you have for q a friday it could be about anything and everything it could be simple it could be deep it could be whatever what question do i have for q a friday that's a good one um let's see biggest thing that you learned in 2021 Oof. all right that's gonna be a good one i my guest is going to hate me because he told me no super deep questions. Not that that's super deep, but that's something he's going to be like, dude, I told you nothing like that. Yeah, whatever. Um, but anyway, that's a wrap on today's episode of the Roughnecks podcast. Until Friday, y'all know the deal. Life is hard. It's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Roughnecks out. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See you all next week. Roughnecks out.